Chapter 23 Year 874 PXF Summer The events of the revolt and secession orchestrated by House Corvermain swept across Ellerjan like a brush fire in late summer. It began with the militias attacking the imperial forces invading the south. These soldiers, the emperor's interrogators would later discover, were sellswords outfitted in uniforms and trained in the style and tactics of the imperial jade guard. When word reached the emperor of general unrest in southern Ellerjan occurring only hours before his visit to Arnador, he doubled the forces in his retinue that would be arriving with him via teleportation circle. On orders from Duke Isul, the Arnador Keep Guard sprung a well-planned ambush on the emperor and his jaden arm as they emerged from their magical transit and the Arnador watch did prove to be their equals as the braggarts had claimed over the winter, until the magic users arrived. The fiery arcane explosions ripping through the keep and word of squads of imperial troops arriving in large numbers in the heart of Arnador set off a panic among the citizens. The tide of the ambush turned quickly at the teleportation circle, so in response... Many of the city's citizens took up arms alongside the duke's now highly trained and prepared Arnador watch in defense of their home. With the support of the Jaden Arms war mages to protect the emperor, the massacre that inevitably occurred at the keep enraged tempers across Ellerjan. With the teleportation circle secured, the Jade Guard flowed into Arnador unopposed, fulfilling the fears of an imperial invasion that House Corvermain had been stoking for years. The outcome was assured, but the process of the Jaden Arm and Jade Guard securing Arnador as they fought skirmishes street to street took a heavy toll on the city. The Ellerjan Rebellion did have some victories, but without the Vermilion Blade and a champion to wield it, their fate was ultimately sealed. Outside Arnador, rolling waves of uprisings attempted to retake the capital but finally began to subside when Duke Isul was publicly captured and arrested for treason and taken to Jadenpool for trial. Minor revolts popped up here and there, but with the militias decimated, the Emperor's Jade Guard peacekeepers quelled them quickly. Finally, the Emperor, having no ambitions in Ellerjan of any sort, ordered his forces to return to Jadenpool, destroying the teleportation circle behind them. All who remained in Ellerjan were left in shocked disarray as the Jade Guard withdrew. Most citizens had no idea what had even occurred other than the destruction of the city and countryside around them. The Emperor sent his ambassadors and agents to try and inform the populace of the truth as facts were discovered during Duke Isul's trial, but the distrust, confusion, and lack of any leader in the region made their efforts fruitless. Ellerjan once the bountiful cornucopia of the empire, in a little over a month, had been decimated. The loss of life and property, field and orchard, made the Zalian Empire's southern duchy of little worth to the empire, which had more pressing concerns looming than the rebuilding of one distant province. While Ellerjan did still remain part of Zalia, it was largely abandoned, and left to regain enough stability and governance on its own, to return to the Emperor's graces. As tempers calmed and passions quieted, Thorn, under cover of darkness and draped in a heavy cloak with his face hidden under a dark hood, snuck back into Arnador and headed for the sojourn's rest. 
Thorn was heartbroken walking through the city he had so often visited while growing up and called home as Talon for seventeen years. The battles that raged in Arnador had left building after building in ruins. In some places, the fighting had so completely destroyed whole blocks with their fire and magic that Thorn could scarcely find the path the streets once took through them. As he approached Ellery Square, Thorn worried for his friends and feared for their fate, especially that of Lolly, Mikal, and the rest of the regulars at the Sojourn's Rest. Thorn braced himself, expecting the worst as he turned the corner to approach his old home, but it stood intact. The Sojourn's Rest was not without scars. Scorch marks darkened the roof and walls, and several windows were boarded over, most notably the ones to his old flat of rooms. Nevertheless, Thorn stealthily made his way around the back of the inn to the alley that serviced the kitchens and, face hidden from any stray light source, tapped quietly on the door. Lolly tentatively answered the soft rapping on her door. Recognizing the scale of the figure, and with confirmation by his face turning into the light spilling out the door, she rushed Thorn in and turned off the lantern, leaving only the flicker of the low-burning hearth to light the kitchen. She offered Thorn food and tea as always, and filled him in on the news he hadn't learned already. The Emperor's Inquisitors, after lengthy questioning, revealed Toman Corvermain's hand in the plot, but he found leniency with the court by turning evidence over that implicated the Duke and showed himself as an unwitting pawn. Regardless, the Emperor threatened House Corvermain with being stripped of all land and fortune, but Toman's cooperation stayed the sentence for one generation if they could prove their loyalty and dedication to the Empire. For all anyone knew, Toman was still in Jadenpool, having been ordered to witness Duke Isul's execution as a warning to him and his family. At the mention of the execution, Lolly looked at Thorn with haunted eyes. All of the Duke's personal guards were taken with him to Jadenpool. The last news we heard is that they were to be executed alongside him. Her voice caught in her throat. Osman was among them. The news hit Thorn like a blow. He was grateful for confirmation his dagger had not killed Osman, but dismayed about his sentence. He had hoped that somehow after their altercation and his escape, Osman would have come to his senses. However... If Osman was as entangled in Toman's plot as deeply as he feared, the Emperor would have his justice. Thorn choked down the emotion in his throat, feeling another tie to his old life sever from him. He asked thickly, Is there news of Mikal? Lolly had not heard of any, but laborers that drank in the inn's tavern whispered that a blacksmith had a part in tying Toman to the Duke's treachery and was currently in hiding. With at least that bit of relief, Thorn asked Lolly if she possibly had something for him, hoping that surely the place Thorn had lived for nearly twenty years would be the home Kasfarian had referred to. But Lolly could think of nothing. Stutteringly, she confessed and profusely apologized that she could not stop rioters from raiding his rooms and taking all his belongings to burn in the streets. Thorn assured her it didn't matter, as those were no longer really his. He didn't elaborate any further about his new identity, but instead took his leave, not wanting to place Lolly in any further danger, and feeling the need to escape the news he had been given about Osman.
Perplexed by Kasfarian's message, Thorn knew he had to go to the only other place he might call home, and headed to the Corvermain estate. <laughs>